0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X Studio in Atlanta, it's time for Senior Salute Radio. Senior Salute Radio is presented by the elder and disability law firm of Victoria L. Collier.
1: Hello and welcome to Senior Salute Radio. I am your host, Victoria Collier, and I have a sinus infection. So please pardon my voice um, and you'll hear me my other voice sometime in the future so senior salute radio brings timely information to leading age boomers and seniors addressing the issues of aging caregiving and maintaining quality of life each show we also salute the life of a senior and today's episode we are taking we are talking about making a successful move and to help us discuss that we have lane tharp Caldwell Banker Residential Brokerage, and Tina Sensing, President of Sensing Transitions. Welcome, Lane. Thank you. Hey, and hi, Tina. How are you? Hi, great. Great. Well, I'd like to start uh, asking you some questions, Lane, about uh, you know senior real estate specialist and how that differs from just regular real estate buying and selling homes.
0: Right. There there certainly is a difference. And uh, first of all, a lot of people don't realize that there is such a thing as a seniors real estate specialist. Um, they're surprised to learn that there are those of us who are specialized in working with the um, older population and with baby boomers, um, which is a, certainly a growing market at this point. The uh, seniors real estate specialist, it's S-R-E-S for short, is recognized by the uh... national association of realtors as a as a specific designation Uh, i've had it for about fifteen years now and have been specializing although not exclusively but predominantly with working with uh, baby boomers younger seniors who are active adults as well as working with their aging parents when it comes time for them to need to make a move for whatever reasons Uh, Usually it's some sort of, hopefully not catastrophic event, but it's some sort of maybe uh, medical-related event that uh, precipitates a move. So
1: basically a need to move because their medical situation, like they need assisted living, versus
0: a I want to move. Sometimes it's an I want to move, actually, for social reasons, because uh, maybe their neighborhood has changed and they don't have their their circle of friends around them like they were accustomed to when their children were growing up, and it's just different, and they don't have the friends and the social interaction. But more often than not, there is a medical reason, uh, the parent becomes frail, uh, a lot of times the people that I have been dealing with have some sort of cognitive impairment, um, greater or lesser. Um, Sometimes um, I know I've had uh, clients who have been particularly anxious when their hearings started to fail because they were afraid that if people came around, they might uh, not hear something properly and agree to something that they shouldn't agree to and, you know, that sort of thing. So uh, all those issues do um, factor into needing to move at a certain time. So... You know, the term senior
1: real estate specialist, you know, from a business perspective, it just sounds like a really good thing to have as a marketing tool. But is there actual special training and what
0: is the need for that training? There is uh, because there are there are differences in working with seniors and families than uh, working with just your average um, first-time homebuyer, somebody who's just in a move-up position or whatever. A lot of times those those transactions go more quickly. Uh, the, but The first-time homebuyers, they're all just
1: giddy about yes. that, right? <laughs> so tell us some of the special issues of somebody who's lived in their home for 30 years and now they need to move.
0: Well, obviously, if you've lived in your home for 30 or more years, you have a lot of stuff and a lot of these, um, seniors are living in big homes that, you know, where they raise their families. And now, uh, for instance, I had a client, uh, about two years ago who, um, I started talking with her and her daughter about two years before we actually listed the house. And this was a lady who's, uh, who's had, who had lost her husband recently at the first time we met. And, um, it was a process to work with her and her daughter and her family to where she was actually comfortable moving from the home that, that was their dream home. It was a home they, they designed together. and for in fact, our first meeting, we spent more ta- time talking about her husband and her home than we did going through the house and talking about selling it. So it's
1: a lot more emotional. Be- in one way, because there's so many memories and right. emotional ties to that house.
0: And it can be for the, uh, the children as well. You know, if they grew up in a particular house, sometimes it's hard for them to let go. And I've been very fortunate in that the families I've worked with have all been sort of on the same page by the time they started talking with me. So, uh, But I can imagine that there are times when the, um, the adult children are not on the same page as far as, as whether they want to sell the house or who would get get the house if they don't sell it and who's going to do what with the house because typically, you know, if there are two or three children, um, one takes the active lead in the financial transactions. The others, you know, may be the one that takes mom to the doctor. And, you know, so everybody has different roles
1: have a situation like that right now where mom's in the home um and confined to a bed and they are planning to move her in with one of the children and there is a whole big debate as to how to sell the house when to sell the house um, who's going to be managing that contract on selling the house and things like that and you said before um that you know you were working with a family for two years prior to listing it for sale. So, when should someone start considering a move for their, for themselves, or for a, a family member, a parent?
0: Well, uh, as it turns out, this is um, a great time of year to start discussing something like that because with the holidays coming on, from uh, you know, from later on this month all the way through the end of the year, that's when families are going to start getting together, and a lot of times. Um, maybe one or more of the adult children hasn't been together with the family for a year since this time last year and a lot of times there are changes that that are noticeable with a parent particularly or a home uh... that you know when everybody gets together everybody can sort of see it and that's when the that's the time to really start thinking about it before there's a crisis
1: well and you know this is the beginning of fall so if there was a consideration for moving that'd give them plenty of time to get it ready for the spring, which exactly. is the selling season, right?
0: Well, it, typically, <laughs> however, <laughs> we, we are sort of in a market where if a, if a home's in a uh, – we, we're low on inventory, let's just say. We nice. have been for several months. So if a home is in good shape and it's in a desirable neighborhood, a great school district, for instance, it may just sell very quickly.
1: Let's get back to that in just a second. You are listening to Senior Salute Radio, presented by the elder and disability law firm of Victoria L. Collier. And we are speaking with Lane Tharp on making a successful move. And with regard to, um, you know, you said some homes move very quickly if they're in good shape many times you know at least with my clients I don't know about with yours they have lived in the home for a long time they haven't made any upgrades and so we still have olive countertops and shag carpet and so you know what are the first steps to take when considering moving and selling a home?
0: Well uh, first of all they need to familiarize themselves with sort of what's going on in the neighborhood and an an agent certainly can help with that Um, I always recommend that they have the home inspected, because even if something, if a, if a home has been well kept over the years and has had regular inspections of their, you know, heating and air system, for instance, they are always hidden things, and it's best to go into a, a selling situation knowing what you're selling. And then that way, if there are issues that come up later on, they don't become negotiable items. So that's one thing, you know, take a look around. Uh, the, the the children of an aging parent who's maybe becoming more disabled, they need to, to go out and walk around the house and look at it. What does the paint look like? What, does the, what condition is the roof in? Um, are there any plumbing issues?
1: But I see that, you know, when they're looking at it, they're looking at it through ropes colored glasses because, you know, they did grow up in this house sometimes. And I've had several clients and it's either sometimes it's the parents or sometimes it's the children. Um, but I'll give two examples. One was the children of the home. Parents moved into a assisted living and the children just thought this house was worth so much, mm-hmm. but it had mold in it and it's really was you know it just wasn't what they thought it was and you couldn't convince them otherwise because they grew up in this house um and on the other hand I was meeting with someone just today and uh they both parents are moving to assisted living and she said my mom said the house is worth like 250,000 but we don't think it is you know and so of course the parents have some sort of idea as to what Mm -hmm. they'd like to get out of it um because maybe they don't know what's going on either in the neighborhood or with
0: the market or things like that. Or they, they've heard that uh, Mrs. Smith down the street, well, she sold her house a couple of years ago for X. So I know mine's, mine's at least as good as hers. You know? <laughs> and I've heard that a lot. But that's why it's helpful to get an, a, a, a neutral party, if it were. As it were a real estate uh, agent. To, a real estate agent, an appraiser a lot of times, yes. uh, and an inspector. You just have the whole thing done, and then you've got somebody telling the parent or the child or who, whoever is in doubt what the, the real situation is.
1: And if they start with a real estate agent, if it's a good one like you are, you would have those other resources available. Exactly. So they wouldn't have to arrange all of those independently.
0: Exactly. And also an agent can take you into some houses that are currently on the market. To give
1: them a realistic view as to exactly
0: and how it compares to their house, is you know, if they're really considering uh, putting it on the market in the future, in the near future, you know.
1: And so, when you are helping someone decide to sell their house, um, then obviously they have to, they're moving somewhere. Mm -hmm. And so, do you get involved in the conversations as far as where you're going to go and, you
0: know, that sometimes, you know, sometimes they've already decided. but I can help them, um, you know, sort of, they usually have an idea of an area that they want to live in because it's near a, near a, a child, you know, that's, uh, so that they can visit them, you know, more easily. Um, sometimes I'm in a position of referring them to someone in another city. Um, I had a client last fall who moved from Lake Lanier to Seattle to be with her daughter. So, yes, I, I can um, either – a lot of times I get referrals from the community that they're going to move to, and sometimes they've already moved. But but if they haven't, and I can help them, uh, you know, sort of s- – Lead them to something that might that might be in the area that they're looking for, and also another a lot. One of the things I recommend, if it's at all possible, is to take the parent to the the uh, community, have lunch, look around. Even a lot of times, they can spend the weekend, mm-hmm. you know, and get a feel, f- meet some people, get a feel for the community, and that sort of thing. And so, when
1: you're getting the house ready to sell um you hear all kinds of different things like it should be staged no it should be empty you should be living in it no you should not be living (laughs) in it how do you get a house to sell when someone's lived there for many many
0: years well the first thing it's always helpful to have some furnishings in it because it just gives people a point of reference um it's great if they want to stage it that costs a little bit more money Uh, They may have furnishings of their own that are perfectly suitable suitable for staging, but typically people need to declutter. They need to get rid of... A lot of their stuff. Uh, clean out closets, clean off surfaces. You know, like kitchen countertops and things like that. We're talking but, about
1: the people from the Depression
0: age that uh, yes. hoarded and stockpiled everything. And of course, uh, here in in this area, we're we're blessed with the terrain that allows us to have a lot of basements, mm-hmm. and people tend to fill up their basements. <laughs> but but what uh, what uh, a lot of families don't understand too are there people that are available. Tina, that's getting ready to speak in a few minutes, who can help them go through that process of of uh, getting their things cleaned out, sorted, sold, or given away, or whatever, and uh, it makes the whole process a lot less stressful. And um, even when we're talking about all that,
1: sometimes the questions come up with, should we? sell it as is, Mm -hmm. or should we upgrade the kitchen and the bathrooms um, when they haven't been touched in 30 years? So Mm -hmm. does the senior real estate um, specialist training give you more um, awareness or sensitivity as to which way a family should go in that situation?
0: Uh, Well, I think it does in in the respect that uh, you can you, you're talking with the family and with the senior and you get a feel for what they're comfortable with. You know, I usually don't recommend that that's the time to gut the kitchen and the bathrooms <laughs> and completely redo it. But there are things you can do to freshen up. But uh, a lot of times they're just not up for it. The, their, the families maybe not in town. It's just not something that's feasible to do. So that's when we talk about selling it as is.
1: And then lastly, I'd like to ask you about, um, you know, the, the seniors real estate specialist um, certification. Um, sounds like you have a lot more sensitivities to what people are going through when they're selling their house. Does it provide you any education on how to appropriately buy a new house for a senior?
0: It does because, and I'm also um, a certified aging in place specialist, so that might sound counterintuitive. Sell <laughs> <Some of> the <laughs> house, <laughs> no <age> in place. <laughs> because a lot of people now are um, moving to independent living or active adult 50 plus um, communities, things like that, where. They want to age in place, so there are things that they need to be looking for. Some, some communities that are advertised as fifty plus, are more um, ad- adaptive than others. Let's just say, you know, there's some pe- some uh, features that some have that others don't. That that people should be looking for, or if they don't have it, be you know prepared to. Um, put that in themselves. For instance, uh, I'm uh, continually surprised at some of the upscale communities that where the kitchens don't have pull-out drawers, which I have personally become accustomed to. And, I, you know, a senior, that's important because it just makes right. it, the kitchen cabinet so much more accessible. So, so it's like the
1: shelving that pulls yes,
0: out. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, that
1: and, I mean, I've seen some, you know, senior living communities that are houses that you buy into. That you literally have to walk upstairs to even get inside your house. Exactly. What kind of age place is
0: that? Exactly. That, <laughs> you know? Well, that's right. And, and uh, you know, a, a you know a fifty plus home community should have one at least one stepless entry.
1: Yeah.
0: And so you and may. What have, you
1: mean by that is roll in entry. Yes. Yes.
0: Exactly. <laughs> so. Exactly. And so uh, you know, it may be the the uh, entry from the garage to the in, into the house. So you may have some steps in the front, but at least you can get into the house and a stepless entry, right, right. and uh, you know, and you know, wider doorways and uh, various features like that. That. Um, People really don't uh, notice until somebody else notices Points it. Points it out for them. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Because what are they noticing? They're noticing the crown molding mm-hmm. and the granite countertops, right? The candy.
0: Well, <laughs> there was there was a lady who moved into a um, home in Snellville, I believe, several years ago, built by a builder who specialized in 50-plus housing, and he, they, there was a stepless entry, there were wider doorways, and it was very open plan, and all of this. And she really she moved because her parents moved into the same neighborhood, and she liked their home. But it wasn't till the people that were moving her furniture in commented on how easy it was to get into the house. And move the furniture around because of all of the um, the wider doorways and the stepless entry, and she it was like she hadn't even considered that before. Right.
1: So. Wonderful. Uh, well, late. How can people find more information about you and um, when they want to move themselves or their parents?
0: Well, I'm in the uh, Dunwoody office of Caldwell Banker Residential Brokerage, and uh, although I work outside the Dunwoody area as well. Uh, Our number is 770-396-6696.
1: Great. Thank you so much for sharing all the information about real estate. It's not just real estate. A broker is not just a broker. But when you're senior and you're moving, having a senior real estate specialist is really the way to go. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're listening to Senior Salute Radio, presented by the elder and disability law firm of Victoria L. Collier. And we are talking about making a successful move. And when we are moving, it's so important to have knowledge and information and help with the actual move itself. And we have Tina Sensing, president of Sensing Transitions, to talk to us about that. Hi, Tina. Hi. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Now this is a term that I don't think is widely known, and that is a senior move manager. What is
2: that? Yes, a senior move manager is uh, someone that will come in and help with the entire process or as much as the folks need uh, for the relocation process. They can help with, we can help with downsizing, um, space planning, helping to Measure their furniture, decide what's most important to take, but what they love the most. Put it into a floor plan of their new residence. Um, We do that. We have a
1: computer program that does that. We help with so. So basically, you have a computer program that takes a look at what they currently have Mm -hmm. and. Then the floor plan, for example, of where we're moving. And so you reposition to see how everything would look. Right. I draw
2: out the floor plans of the, commu- of the apartments, and then we go and talk to them and measure their furniture, and then I just place it in there to show them. We want to make sure that, number one, it's not overcrowded. Um, I really want them to have everything that they love, which doesn't happen all the time but if they're going to be choosing between uh two end tables and one is just just has a flat surface where the other one has drawers um you know we would kind of focus more on the one that's more functional also so there's lots to talk about exactly um
1: i imagine that not only the seniors appreciate this level in this kind of service, but the movers too, so they don't have to move everything in and then move everything back out when it doesn't really fit appropriately. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
2: We try, to, we try to do as much for them as we can so that everything is seamless. We take as much stress as we can off the seniors. And that also includes the packing. My team comes in and we pack, typically the day before the move. We try to keep everything exactly the same for them. No worries, no stress. Uh, day before we pack, we leave things that they're going to need uh, that night, the next morning, and then we come in and finish up that little bit of packing. We supervise the movers. So you are not the movers. You're the managers of the move. Yes. Okay. Some senior move managers ha- have moving uh, moving trucks. We do not. So we typically use Buckhead Movers for our moves as one company. And so I will be there or my team member will be there and we will tell them what's going and uh, we'll even take the food out of the refrigerator. We bring our cooler. And then my team meets the movers, at usually at a retirement community, and we unpack while they are bringing things in. So our goal is to have them unpacked on move day. They are settled. And so when they get there,
1: is the idea that their now smaller house is just really... A smaller version of what they had before. So exactly. they're walking into what they're used to. We take pictures
2: of their cab- of their dressers, what they have on the wall. We try to replicate that if we can, as much as we can. We deal with some folks that have, you know, memory issues. And that's especially important with them to see the familiar uh, things the same way they were
1: so, you know, is that one reason or are there other reasons why you feel it's important for seniors to receive this kind of assistance with the move and the sales versus just, you know, their children coming to pick up certain things and dumping it into the the new community? Yes. Um, So why is that so important?
2: Well, I worked in a retirement community for many years and I was a marketing director and sat across from many folks who would say, You know, I want to move, but I don't know where to start. I don't know where to begin. I don't want to burden my family with this. And where most of the time families are involved somewhat, but when they move on their own, I noticed that it took them longer to, a lot of times, assimilate into the community. They had health issues because of the stress. I have seen, seen some folks move into an independent community and have to move out to go to assisted living because it was just traumatic because they were trying to do too much on their own
1: and what i've seen <clears throat> a mistake more than once being made is instead of moving their own things setting it up like what they're used to is just totally buying all new stuff right and now they're walking into this environment they don't know anything anything
2: exactly and and that's what we do stress we want to take as many items as we can that's going to f- make it feel like home and I, we know it's a big change it's a huge change but I am all for the change of especially moving to a retirement community I think it's the I hear more often than not I should have done this years ago <laughs>
1: with everything yeah. I, in my law firm I hear and it's always the same number I wish I'd known about you four years ago. <laughs> I don't know what's so special about four, but four years ago. Um, but it's the fear of change. Yes. It's the fear, you know, and every, the children, you know, want to keep their parents at home because it's where they grew up, you know. Yes. And But it's I've also where their children, where their parents are becoming isolated and depressed and declining, you know.
2: It's so hard. And that's another reason why senior move managers are helpful. Um, because it's, so hard for kids to uh, realize sometimes that their folks, even though they know they're getting older, they expect them to be the same person in a way. So they're not not—they're not understanding the challenges that, that the seniors are having in their homes. And a lot of times it's after a spouse passes away. There's many reasons why they move. I think I read a statistic that about 90% of seniors do want to stay in their home. Um, I probably run into... 70% that would like to, but their children want them to move or they, kn- they just know it's time. And they tend to dread it and not realize the benefits. And once they get there, it's just, it's a wonderful
1: change usually. I actually have a book that I've written most recently on VA benefits. And the um, leading in story is Lucy and Ethel. And Lucy... Um, she chooses to move to a retirement community. Ethel chooses not to. And I don't want to give away the story, but they have very different results in their health care and their mm-hmm. quality of life based on the choices they made. Um, you are listening to Senior Salute Radio, presented by the Elder and Disability Law Firm of Victoria L. Collier, with guests Tina Sensing of Sensing Transitions. Now, Tina, What qualifications or certifications should a move manager have?
2: People get into this industry all different ways. Like for myself, again, I started. I worked in a retirement community for many years. I feel like I know the senior industry. I love working with seniors. Some folks you saw a lot of move-ins and move-outs. I imagine (laughs) hundreds and hundreds. Yes. Yes. And it was so hard to leave when it was time. But, you know, I started my own company. But there are organizations that help us get started more, or help folks get started more. One is the National Association of Senior Move Managers. It's um, www.nasm.org, And it's a huge nationwide organization that gives training and support. And um, for example, I talked to someone who's parents are up in the Bronx and they want to get them down here to a community. Well, the children are down here, so I gave them names of a few senior MOVE managers that are up there because we have this national network that can get them started and then we'll help them uh, when they get down here. There's also uh, MOVE Seniors has a certification that's a certified relocation and transition specialist. So all of these uh, certifications they want to see your the insurance that you have. They want to know uh, that you've been in business for a particular amount of time, uh, complaints, that sort of thing. Uh, we also are, uh accredited with the Better Business Bureau. Um, and then as far as estate sales, which we haven't really talked about, we're a member of the um, American Society of Estate Liquidators. So there's lots of different ways to... Uh, Find someone you're looking for, uh, family members or seniors themselves, by looking on these websites and looking for folks that are
1: qualified. And so based on that, it sounds like there's no requirements as far as um, owning a business like this and helping. But if someone wanted to find someone who is quality and has insurance, which is very important, Mm -hmm. they would want to look at one of these national organizations to then research who's a member of that.
2: Yes, and someone who had who's had the um, the have have learned from these organizations. So there's there's conferences that they have year you know every year, and so it's it's senior move management has boomed. When I was I
1: it has. <laughs> in the
2: last ten years, I knew of a few in Atlanta, and now there's a big handful of us. Mm-hmm. So
1: sounds like elder law attorneys. <laughs> um. <laughs> Um, and so how much does it generally cost to have someone do a real quality assessment and then move?
2: I think this is where folks get nervous and they think that, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to be able to afford this. Um, and I'm speaking for myself and not other senior move managers, uh, but our rates are really comparable to having a mover pack the move and and do an unpack. For example, I'm just going to throw this out there. a To move to a one-bedroom apartment, to do space planning, packing. And this is from a four-bedroom
1: to a one-bedroom? Yes. Okay.
2: Yes. <laughs> and and we can do it quickly. We can, you know, move them in a week. Um, downsizing, packing, space planning, moving, unpacking. So they are settled on move day. It would probably be under 2000
1: And that's... Not the movers' cost, but that your That is profession- including the movers. That includes the movers. Yes. Wow, that is that's very That's why I resolved. say it's
2: not everyone, but for us, that is typically the way it is. Lots of times we go in there, and there's lots of hand-holding and going through each item, which is great. I love hearing the stories, but, of course, that takes longer. So that's a typical, <laughs> of course you know, is. that's a typical uh, costs, I guess. Gosh, that's a lot
1: less than what I would have imagined. Um, But let's assume that you have someone who is still hesitant. Um, What are some suggestions that um, you could give to people who want to start the process on on their own?
2: I usually tell them to start small, to choose a closet or a dresser drawer. And then if you put some boxes or tubs down, say you have trash, charity, sell, keep, and then just start sorting, sort small into, you know, take care of one room and then maybe go into the next. Lots of folks, they start doing it and it's completely overwhelming and then they just stop and then they're stuck. And that is, if they can't do it, you know, we can come in and finish up.
1: You will for them, finish. Absolutely. It's like, don't eat the whole elephant at once, but <laughs> if you're going to, call us. Um, and so, you know, what I try to share with my clients when we can is, what do you want? What kind of relationship do you want with your parents? And do you want to be the one spending all that time packing and sweating and moving? Or do you want to be the one who's having lunch with them while someone else is packing, you know, and enjoying that relationship, you know? Um, So you mentioned something else that had to do with like estate stuff, because they don't take everything. And sometimes people choose to get a storage facility and keep it there for years and years and years and years but other people choose to do an estate sale Mm -hmm. now are there particular um you know specifications or you know processes for an estate sale and how does that differ from like a garage sale Mm
2: we we do help folks with the move and then typically right after that sometimes it's when their home has a contract on it and um they've got to go you know they that's Seems to happen more often <laughs> than <out>. not, right? <laughs> Thirty days. Um, we will help them with their move, and what I tell them is only focus on what you want to take with you. Let us handle the rest. So they have, they may have left, you know, forty years of stuff in their basement that we have to weed through. Um, we tell them we will pack up all their personal items. If we find a bill, if we find a letter, a picture, you know, anything that's personal, we hold for them, and. Um, then it takes a few weeks for us to just usually go through a house, set it up, price it, have the sale. We do complete clean outs. So it is totally possible. And, folks, it's hard to, I guess, wrap your brain around the fact that, you know, you live, you've lived here 40 years and I can have it empty in two weeks.
1: Um, I've gone to estate sales and every single thing in the house had a price on it. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. everything.
2: Mm-hmm. And people
1: buy that, Right.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. We there's there's um, Usually we walk in, we like to see a certain amount in the house because we want to have, we do lots of advertising. We want to have a lot of people come out. If they don't see a lot in the pictures and descriptions, they may not. If there's not quite enough to have a sale in the house, we also started, we have an estate sale warehouse in Roswell. I think some other estate sale companies may do this also where we, we offer it as an incentive to our clients um, to take things over to the shop, the, the warehouse, and then have one big sale there for multiple clients at the same time. And if they have antiques, do you get those appraised? If we need to, we have the folks that work for us. We've got wonderful staff that works for us and they've been in the business for quite a while. So if the client want something appraised, we have a certified appraiser who can handle that. Otherwise, we put the prices on them. They okay all the prices. There's lots of research done on the items. So we really do our due diligence to make sure that they're going to get the most that they can uh, for for their items. You know, it's not estate sales. Everyone wants a bargain. So that's the hard part, trying to move things quickly and get the most you can for them. Right.
1: And what would be one story that you have an unusual or one of your favorite stories about a successful move
2: oh my gosh there's so <laughs> there are so many um we just had one the other day actually um a woman that we'd moved a few times and <laughs> and that is not aging in place <laughs> <laughs> and she and it's Sometimes it's just so stressful to that they get uppity and feisty and just like, I'm not gonna move. I am not gonna do it. I'm gonna stay here. So to see at the end of the day, at the end of the move day, she was smiling. She was so happy and so content. This was just our actually our last move that is <laughs> the first one I thought of um, that she could sleep well at night. You know, and she could get out into the community. So um, I, I really, truly think it makes a huge difference, whether it's us or someone else helping them, that a neutral facilitator, which we we kind of touched on families, family dynamics, um, it makes a huge difference. So that the kids can focus on taking their parents to eat, talking to them about where they might want to put their pictures. You know, we hang the pictures for them also. But it can really... Um, The parents do not want to be bossed around a lot of times. and
1: Or ever. There you go. (laughs) Right. Well, let's focus on you and your business then. How can people find out more about your business and call you if they want to make that move?
2: Okay. Our website is www.sensingtransitions.com. And uh, we do have the estate sale warehouse that you can pop into. That's at 408 South Atlanta Street in Roswell. So if you're looking
1: for some good stuff. Oh, my
2: gosh. We've got <laughs> awesome antiques, every everything, jewelry. I will call you when my mother dies then or moves <laughs> <laughs> because she's got all kinds of antiques that I'd love for you to, but I hope that's well. not so. <laughs> no, I hope so. Not either. She's, she's very... Uh, and um, I could I mention, I, I wanted to mention our wonderful staff, which also includes my family, step in and help my husband, who has a full-time job, comes in and helps um, my stepson, my daughter, and my eight-year-old, Noah Sensing, who um, I did want to mention is the king of Minecraft. <laughs> and, um is what? listening right now. What is Minecraft? <laughs> it's a uh, pro. It's a computer game, <laughs> and
1: he's really a ninja. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I understand. I have four-year-old twins, and uh, mine's a superhero at the moment. But uh, they will be playing. Uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Great. Well, Noah, hope you. I hope you have enjoyed the show, and um, Tina, thank you so much for being here and sharing your expertise on this area as well. Thank world. you. I really appreciate it. You have been listening to Senior Salute Radio, and now is the special moment where we salute a senior, and today we are saluting Laura Fisher, and we celebrate Ms. Fisher for her successful transition from her home to a senior living community, and Lane Tharp is going to read our tribute to Ms. Fisher.
0: Laura Fisher is known to so many as Ms. Marvelous. Because of her response to the question, How are you? Simply marvelous. This positive outlook, as well as her determined attitude and genuine interest in others, has served her well as she has made the transition from living in her own home to living at a senior care community. Ms. Fisher has long relied on these aspects of her personality for strengths during life's hardships and for accomplishing goals. Miss Fisher loves to share stories about her students and career as a teacher, however, is most proud to tell others about her family, the incredible love story of her marriage to her late husband, the support of her talented younger daughter, and the companionship of her loving adult daughter, whom Miss Fisher lived with and cared for as an adult with developmental challenges. Ms. Fisher's life has been enriched by her wonderful experiences and loving relationships. And with her bright disposition and friendly personality, she certainly has enriched others in her new living environment. Laura Fisher, we salute you.
1: We absolutely do. And you have been listening to Senior Salute Radio, which airs every Friday at 3 and also available 24-7 online by visiting seniorsalute.com. BusinessRadioX.com You can also follow us on Twitter And like us on Facebook And I recommend everybody Listen to this episode on Halloween And hear this scary voice again on that day I want to thank our guests Lane Tharf and Tina Sensing And our listeners We salute you